On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss the latest update on Fernando Tatis Jr. and prepare for the week ahead. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on Monday, August 2nd, the first week of the MLB season, first full week, first starting week after the trade deadline. Al, let's jump right into it. Unfortunately, some bad news off the top. Fernando Tatis Jr. to the IL with a partial dislocation of his left shoulder. Of course, this has been giving him trouble for the balance of the season, and he could ultimately have season-ending surgery. Obviously, fantasy managers are watching this closely, and you know, just from the real-world standpoint, we would very much hope that this does not ruin what has had been a great race out west all season long. Chris Paddock, his teammate, also going to the IL with a strained oblique. Reese Nair started on Sunday against Colorado. Domingo Herman going to the IL with shoulder inflammation. Nestor Cortez on Thursday against Seattle, looking like he's going to line up for that start. Is that something you could be interested in, Al? Oh, I'd definitely be interested in that. And I'm really not sure what other better option the Yankees would have at this point. So I think you could at least pencil that one in, maybe at least make a preemptive uh, waiver claim on Cortez. I, I like it. Yeah, definitely like that Seattle matchup. Andrew McCutcheon sat on Sunday after exiting early Saturday because of a stiff knee, so that'll be something to watch this week. Mookie Betts was activated, uh, been on the IL with a hip injury, and on top of being activated, Started at second base, throwing things back to the very early beginnings of his career. We know the Dodgers like to move things around. So, uh, hey, you know, obviously um, the league settings are different from league to league, but uh, Mookie Betts could be picking up some second base eligibility here in a couple of days. Tony La Russa saying good news on Luis Robert is, quote, a few at-bats short of returning, so things looking good for the White Sox there. Josiah Gray will make his Washington Nationals debut on Monday against the Phillies, and on the other side of that game, he's going to be facing off with Ranger Suarez, who the Phillies moved into the rotation in place of Matt Moore. Uh, More fun out of Tampa's bullpen, Matt Whistler got the save on Sunday night, so this is just par for the course for the Rays. We know that they're going to mix and match there. Plenty of good relievers, plenty of guys worth having on your team, but don't expect any of them to be a locked-in closer. Ryan Presley was placed on the paternity list on Sunday, so a couple of days without him there. Colin McHugh had emerged as a a really good bulk reliever in Tampa. It was on the aisle with arm fatigue. He could return over the weekend, so good news there. And then finally, a little bit of draft news. The Mets did not come to an agreement with Kumar Rocker, so a big name going back into the draft. Let's talk about the Sunday standouts here, Alan. Let's start with Rafael Ortega. Chris Bryant, who? Anthony Rizzo, who? <laughs> Javier Baez, who? Rafael Ortega goes four for four with three homers for the Cubs at Washington on Sunday. On Saturday, Sebi Zavala hit three homers for the White Sox, so something in the water in Chicago. Are either of these guys grabbing your attention right now, Al? Well, Zavala was actually even before that three homer game, just because of the playing time in the short term, it seems like he's moved ahead of Zach Collins in terms of maybe being the primary catcher now 
for the White Sox. And then the, the three homers is just kind of a bonus. Uh, very, very unexpected three homer game there for Rafael Ortega. He seems to pop up pretty much every season. He's done it with the Marlins, uh, with Atlanta in the past where he, he gets his playing time. Uh, he, he hits for average, at least for a period of time. I have not recalled a, uh, a power binge, however, quite like that from Rafael Ortega in the past. Yeah, so uh, he's going to be playing a lot for the Cubs down these last two months of the season, so maybe someone to take a look at in deeper formats. Uh, Yadiel Hernandez on the other side of that Cubs-Nationals game hit two homers himself, went four for five, and hit cleanup on Saturday and Sunday. You and I, Al, talked about all the players on both of those teams who are going to be getting opportunities after the trades that those two teams made. Is Yadiel Hernandez someone who should be on our radar? I think he is. Yeah, so I'm glad that we have this opportunity because I don't think we talked about him too much mm-hmm. on the Sunday yeah. show that we did together. Uh, and it does, uh, you know, and I think part of that reason, just to backtrack, is that I, there's a lot of potential candidates there for the Nationals outfield. But I think that Hernandez is probably one of the candidates who could emerge with some playing time and could certainly hit his way into a, uh, a more prominent role. And, you know, more importantly, the year of the Nando just continues on. <laughs> Continues on unabated. Pretty incredible what's uh, been going on there. Uh, Max Schrock and playing in place of uh, Joey Votto went 5-for-5 with uh, his second homer of the season. And Joey Votto was going to get a little bit of a day off after having one of the hottest streaks uh, that we've seen all season long. So probably not too much to see with Schrock, but uh, a big game going 5-for-5 with the homer. Darren Ruff. Three for four with his 12th home run of the season against Houston. Al, you speculated on this in that Sunday waiver show that Darren Ruff maybe wouldn't be too affected by the Chris Bryant acquisition, and he was right in there alongside Bryant in the Giants lineup on Sunday, hitting his 12th homer of the season. Chris Bryant going deep in that game as well, so uh, you're looking like you can take a little bit of a victory lap on Ruff here. Well, you know, I'll what I'll take instead is just uh, the, the knowledge that I got Ruff in my top worst league over the weekend. Uh, through Fab, and uh, was only bitter, by the way. So if he's still out there in your leagues, at least for the time being, might not be getting a lot of attention from your league mates and uh, somebody to definitely be targeting. Jonah Heim had himself a nice little day on Sunday as well, went two for four with his eighth home run of the season. Of course, he had two other homers on Saturday, one on Friday, back-to-back walk-off homers. Uh, Incredible start uh, for Jonah Heim here. Is he someone who should be on our fantasy radar, however? Deeper leagues, two catcher leagues. Uh, he's uh, sort of like we were talking about before um, with the the White Sox situation. I think that maybe we're having a little bit of a changing of the guard with the Rangers with Heim uh, getting more of the uh, the starts behind the plate. So I think that alone, just the playing time, gives him a little bit of value uh, at, at this catcher position where once you, know, you mm-hmm. get beyond the top tiers, uh, you're just looking for somebody who can put up some counting stats. And I think at minimum, Heim should be able to do that over the last couple of months. Yeah, looking like he can do that and looking like he's going to have the playing time to support that as well. Let's move things over to the mound. Cal Quantrill uh, looking pretty decent against the White Sox on Sunday. Had to pitch around four walks, but did so effectively in six innings. Also gave up three hits, one unearned run, six strikeouts in that start against the White Sox. Over his last four, Al, 23 innings pitched, 18 Ks against 10 walks. So the walk's a little bit of an issue, but just three earned runs. So he's been getting out of it. He's been getting in, in jams, but out of jams. 15 hits and 10 walks in those 23 innings. One home run and no barrels on 64 batted ball events. So, uh, Cal Quantrill, how interested are you in him right now? 
I am getting interested, and you and I, it seems like we have talked about Eric Lauer a lot in recent mm-hmm. weeks, and I think for good reason. He's been pretty effective. He's also got some more great matchups coming up, by the way. But Quantrill is really uh, carrying a very similar profile, and he can work around those walks as long as he's not giving up hard contact. And as you noted, he hasn't been doing that over his recent starts. So, you know, if it's if it's good enough for Eric Lauer, I think it should be good <laughs> enough for uh, for Cal Quantrill. So, uh, yeah, I think it's time to start looking at him, not in 12-teamers, but pretty mm-hmm. much everywhere else at this point. All right, how about Vladimir Gutierrez? Uh, he had himself another good start. That makes at least two in a row for Gutierrez. Seven innings pitched against the Mets, gave up one run on three hits and two walks, struck out four, gave up two runs and six and a third against the Cubs in the start before that, and that was before all the trades. That was not a uh, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez list Cubs lineup that he faced when he gave up just the two runs in the six and a third. So uh, same question that we had with Quantrill. How firmly is he on the radar? How bright is that light flashing? I think maybe not quite as bright as it is for Quantrill. Uh, like to see this carried out for you know another start or two for for Gutierrez, but definitely looking better in his last couple of starts than he had been previously. And I, I think maybe it's a different kind of approach with him, whereas Quantrill is somebody that I actually would like to be rostering in some of my deeper leagues. I think Gutierrez for me is still a streamer. So yeah, if you see a nice matchup, and you know this wasn't a particularly easy matchup against the Mets, but you know if he gets another one like against the Cubs uh, or uh, you know, the Pirates, something like that uh, coming up in this future. I'd feel pretty comfortable uh, streaming Gutierrez. Let's look at a couple of pitchers who were on the downside over the weekend. First, Austin Gomber pitched just one inning in his latest outing, gave up four runs on four hits, walked two. He struck out three. So if you're going to pitch one inning, you know, he maximized that part of his game, pulled after 40 pitches. Reed Detmers also uh, made his debut on Sunday, gave up six runs on six hits in four and a third Two walks, two strikeouts at Oakland. Uh, we've seen this song before with uh, with prospects this season that we get really excited about. And then remember, eh, Major League Baseball is a pretty tough game. Gomber and Detmers, is there anything you're taking away from either of these outings? Well, with Detmers, nothing definitive yet because he could go the Logan Gilbert route and rebound really nicely, or you know maybe go like the Daniel Lynch route. And, and Lynch is still trying to find his footing in his second go around with the Royals. It's hard to say with with rookie pitchers. As far as Gomber goes, I'm not too worried about this. In fact, I'm even going to be starting him in some leagues this week. He was pulled mostly because of the pitch count. Uh, perhaps if he had been left in, he could have rebounded from that uh, difficult first inning and put up a better line. So the velocity was actually a little higher than it's normally been for Gomber. Like you noted, he got the strikeouts, he got the swings and misses in the start. So the underlying stats, at least some of them, look pretty good for him. I'm not worried just yet. Finally, Dalton Jeffries went five innings, gave up three hits, or gave up three runs, excuse me, on three hits, three walks, and three strikeouts at the Angels. Filling in for James Caprellian, who is dealing with some shoulder information, inflammation, we'll maybe take a look at Jeffries if he gets a couple more turns through the rotation. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. 
Let's jump on into Monday's streamers here, Al. Uh, not a huge slate on Monday, so given that fact, we actually have a decent amount of streaming options. Chris Flexen and Michael Walker are going to be facing one another. I have a feeling you're going to like one of those guys, although I won't spoil <laughs> the surprise. Josiah Gray, as we said, he's making his uh, de- Washington debut, excuse me, going up against the Phillies later today. Eric Lauer, the favored pitcher of Fantasy Baseball in 15, gets the ball against the Pirates. Andrew Heaney making his Yankees debut against the Orioles. And Dane Dunning getting the ball for the Rangers against the Angels. Who you want to make a case for here, Al? Uh, well, you kind of foreshadowed it. It is going to be Michael Waka. I don't uh, really have a whole lot of trust in Chris Flexen uh, on the road, especially against a pretty good offense like the Rays. So I will uh, keep him on my bench in daily leagues for this this matchup. But Michael Waka, yeah, all in on this one for him. And yeah, still liking Eric Lauer, another mm-hmm. good matchup against the Pirates. And then next week, he's got the Pirates and the Cubs on the road. So keep that in mind. It might be more than just a, a pitch and ditch with Lauer. And then the rest of them, Gray, I think uh, you and I have both talked about this recently where uh, I just want to see a little bit more from him. Phillies could be a tough matchup for him. New team and all that uh, yep. could be a, some adjustment there. And uh, Haney and Dunning, they're they're kind of on the borderline for me. You know, since there are some pretty good options in Waka and Lauer, I probably wouldn't feel the need to be going out and adding uh, Haney or Dunning for these starts. Yeah, those both feel like guys where if ratios don't matter to you anymore, then sure, why not? But if they do matter, probably going to avoid them. Let's get on into the weekly planner for the week ahead here, Al. We've got a a handful of players who uh, really could go either way if you're setting your lineups today for weekly leagues. We start with Aloy Jimenez. He hasn't played since Wednesday because of a groin injury. These are just going to be the same question for each of them. Start or sit, Al? With Jimenez, it's going to be sit for me. I mean, I do have him in one league that's very deep, and I don't really have a reasonable alternative. So, yeah, in that kind of situation with somebody who's as potentially valuable as Jimenez, uh, yeah, cer- certainly you don't want to, to bench him there. But 12-teamers, maybe even, you know, 14-teamers, maybe even 15-teamers, depending on your alternatives, uh, I would rather not take the risk with Jimenez this week. DJ LeMahieu, probably on the other side of that coin. He pinch hit and stayed in the game uh, on Sunday against the Marlins. So thumbs up for LeMahieu? Definitely, yeah. Much more encouraging there. Yeah, Reese Hoskins hasn't played since Thursday also because of a, a groin injury. Are you following the same path here that you are with Jimenez? I am. Uh, yeah, no, you called it exactly. So, And in the case with uh, Hoskins, I'm a little bit more confident of my alternatives at first base mm-hmm. uh, as you know, compared to trying to replace the, the production of Jimenez. So I think it's an even stronger case here to just uh, let Hoskins sit this week. Michael Brantley's a tough one because he exited on Sunday against the Giants due to ankle discomfort. MRIs came back clean, but you don't like the fact that this is uh, one that just happened. Where are you sitting on Brantley here? Uh, probably starting him, but yeah, we're working in an information void with this happening so late in the weekend. So, uh, it it comes back to sort of like what I was saying with Jimenez, that if you've got some reasonable alternatives and can afford to maybe take a slight hit, uh, might as well play it safe, but, uh, it's going to be hard to replace Brantley's production. So in reality, I'm probably starting him. Josh Donaldson hasn't played since Wednesday. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Where are you going with him? Yeah, I'm going to do uh, the wait and see with Josh Donaldson. And it seems like you and I have kind of had a consensus around that with uh, Donaldson. Uh, He's come up uh, on a lot of these Monday Uh episodes. And uh, yeah, he's not quite in that sweet spot or or maybe not so sweet spot where (laughs) you really have a dilemma. So I I think you can afford to sit Donaldson, even if he does wind up playing most of the week. 
And then finally, Rymel Tapia is dealing with a toe injury. Sat on Saturday, sat on Sunday. Does he sit for you this week? Probably not. And again, you know, you, you mentioned the fact with like the pitchers, you know, what are the categories that you're looking at? Are you looking at ratios? You're looking at strikeouts. Tapia obviously fills certain kinds of needs. So if you really need to catch up in stolen bases or batting average or perhaps runs, then it's probably worth taking the risk. I'd say if you're safe in the categories where Tapia helps you, might as well just play it safe with him and keep him benched. Hey, thanks for playing it safe with us here on Fantasy Baseball in 15 to start your week. We are back with you on Tuesday. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff for Al Melchior. I'm Michael Beller. We'll talk to you soon.